Here's your host, Alex Garrett. You're having a very blessed Saturday of comfort and joy. It is a very discomforting world, though, right? Alex G in NYC here. It is a very discomforting world when we can look at a rising death toll and rising cases. But we can also say <laughs> there is life happening. We can also say, yes, babies have been born in this COVID crisis. We can also say that in this very magical month of December, history was made through science and I believe God. Is it so wrong to say that? That history this week was made because of science and God working hand in hand? What do I mean? Well, there's a Tennessee baby through embryonic adoption and... It might be a little controversial because science mixing with God, but I, I again hold to the idea that God and science can work hand in hand, that God's actually having the hands of scientists that are creating these vaccines, that God is having the hands of the healthcare workers that are helping in this crisis that has risen once again, that has uh, blown up once again, this wave of coronavirus. We still have the healthcare workers out there day and night, hour after hour after hour, through pain, through success, through happiness, through emotional distress, through sadness, all of it. And God's hands are on those people trying to do their best to alleviate the death toll, to, to lower the death toll the best they can. And if I can say that, then I can certainly say that the history this week with embryonic adoption is just as godly and as scientific and really the spirit of this this month, right? We are honoring God's precious son, Jesus Christ, his birth this month. We are honoring the miracles that... <clears throat> Israel saw in the eight nights of the lasting candle. This to one family in Knoxville, Tennessee is a December miracle. Molly Everett Gibson, born October 26th, 2020, from an embryo that was first created and frozen in October 1992. A baby girl in Tennessee, this is how the story reads, was born in October, though she could have been born at any point over the last two decades. Molly Everett Gibson was born October 26th to parents Tina and Ben Gibson, weighing 6 pounds and 13 ounces. This is incredible. Her embryo was first created and frozen in October 1992 and stayed frozen until it thawed February 10th, 2020. Look, if you are pro-life, you are pro this story. If you are pro-Christmas and pro the holiday season, you are pro this story coming out now. Because this is what it's all about. A miracle for this family in Tennessee. It set a known record for the longest frozen embryo ever to be born. And the previous record was set by her sister, Emma Wren Gibson, 
whose embryo had been frozen for more than 24 years until she was born in 2017. And they were frozen together as embryos. And they got a picture together. Look at this picture. Oh, that's so sweet. According to the National Embryo Donation Center, which facilitated it. So here's what happens when a couple goes for in vitro. They have other embryos that can be stored for another couple. And the baby and the and the family that may not be able to conceive naturally but still want the birthing the, the joy of giving birth can do this through the embryonic process, the embryonic adoption process. I'm sure for some in the community, in the science community, in the, in the communities, uh, this is controversial because it's not natural. But to me, uh, when you see a stat that at least th a thousand babies have been born through this process, that's a miracle, friends. When you see, according to Vitana.com, and other sources that there are 400,000 frozen embryos in the United States potentially viable for adoption right now. That means there's a option ready for most couples right now if they wish to have a child. Now, they say couples can have children even if they experience the infertility, have high risk of passing on genetic disorders to their offspring, or have dealt with multiple IVF failures in the past. This adoption process can um, help you through that and, and provide that experience. Now, can it introduce some in unpredictability, maybe certain medical challenges, through this. But 400,000 frozen embryos. Embryonic Donation Center. In fact, when you see the story, you see another story that has been talked about because of the story. And by the way, uh, Trish Clardy, who had this baby, said, God was bringing us to her. We didn't know that. We didn't even know she existed and was frozen in some container somewhere in Tennessee. Look, it may sound a little wild to hear it that way, but God has a hand in this. I, I, I am a thousand percent believing in that. The story wouldn't come out at any other time, I feel. The story comes out now because we need uplifting life stories. And as I think about it, it is kind of interesting. They have this, you know, that lyric 2525, uh, the baby will come through a tube. But when you think of the emotions behind having a child and having an unfortunate stillbirth or not having a baby survive or and not being able to conceive at all or 
whatever might happen, it, it does seem like this story can open the door for adoption. Maybe not naturally, but certainly a way to love a child. And you would think that the families that freeze these embryos want that child to be born later on when they are ready or when a family is ready. The embryo is matched to a family based on specific guidelines and qualifications that can be met. And so imagine, uh, and I will make this clear, I do not believe abortion is the first source or should be the first resource for anything. I think it should be the last resource and I think many people would agree. But how can we combat that first resource mentality that I think some do feel about abortion, that that's the first resolve, that that's, that's the, the way to go when it really shouldn't be. It's to also say, hey, you know, yes, adoption is an option. And I would never want a woman to have a child if she was at risk. I, I totally don't believe in, in a child not being born because they might be disabled. I think people with disabilities can survive, can thrive. It might be daunting at first, but there are some strong families out there, and I've seen it. But if you can combat this idea that we should just kill a fetus... With this idea that no, we can we can make life possible, maybe even two decades from now, for a family that wants to have a child and may have had difficulty doing so. This is the possible way to go. This is the possibly healthy. I, it seems healthy way to go. And it's the most, from what I can read so far, emotional connection way to go. You know, adopting a child is, is never easy. It's a fun experience. But I, if you experience a childbirth, I'm sure the emotions attached to having the baby is so intense that, yes, you soon-to-be moms or women that want to be moms do want to have that experience. The embryo is transferred and begins to grow in the womb of the adoptive mother, uh, adoptive mother, creating a true family from the beginning, just like a natural family would get to experience. It offers a chance for immediate bonding. And so, if this little girl in 2020 can set a record, if this family can take a chance on the embryonic adoption to bring life into the world, it should be celebrated this week. 
This little girl should be celebrated because you know what? To be very honest with you, December is a month of life because of who we celebrate on December 25th being born to Mother Mary. This little girl's story is so fitting for December. And she's going to spend her first Christmas in this world. Thanks to the University of Tennessee Preston Medical Library. Thanks to the Gibsons. Tina and Ben. Pictured with their daughters. It's so special that these... These girls have a chance to live now. And it's because... These couples, decades before, decided to give these embryos a chance... If a family decides they are done having children but still have embryos remaining, they can keep them frozen and stored, donate them to medical research, and then donate them to a couple who is unable to conceive or allow them to thaw, which means they are no longer viable. This, uh, Vitana says 400,000. There are, according to NEDC, 1 million human embryos stored in the U.S. right now. NEDC began its embryo donation program in 2003. I know it may be tough to have a mindset that God plays a hand in science for some, but I believe in this. I believe God and science do make life. Look at this. Look at this. God and science is making life possible. And we must celebrate it we must enjoy it we must love that this story is possible emma wren and molly everett she was already 28 years old from the standpoint of the time the embryo had been frozen but to preserve the embryos for this long uh noted and by the way NEDC is faith-based and they donate the embryos and they store the embryos at no charge and become the interim caregiver. So you should definitely look up this place called the, and I'll tell you the name again, National Embryo Donation Center. Thank you to them for the work they're doing to preserve life. Decades later, sure. Frozen and then having new, you know. Thaw her or him out months before birth, sure. I guess nine months. But this is special. And... This gives hope. This is the other thing about this little book girl, Molly Everett, and her sister. Hope springs eternal. 
through science and God. Isn't December one of a hopeful one, one where we have the lights, one where we have the exciting birth of Christ? Well, why can't that hope be scientifically provided too, I ask you? To those who may not be able to do it naturally, why can't they still have that right? They should have that right, and they do have that right, thanks be to God. And so today, on Alex Garrett Podcasting, I'm endorsing the National Embryonic Donation Center. I pray for them, Embryo Donation Center. I pray that science and God can make more miracles like this. I pray that people can have uh, babies naturally. Okay, I do. But if that's not always possible, at least this is a positive scientific breakthrough. With God's hands in it. Just like God's hands brought Christ to earth and we know the rest of the greatest story ever told. Now we're being told scientifically we can give other embryos, children in the making, a chance to live and make a difference and be a difference maker in this world. Yes, that should be celebrated in a month where we honor the biggest difference maker in the world and his birth. And the season it represents of rebirth, if you will. So I will represent it. I, I will celebrate it. I will hopefully have NEDC on. I hope that more God and science connection can happen. Because in a year filled where we were talking about death, life, finally a national story about life and science and vaccines to keep life going. All in this very special month of December. I'm very excited about this. I hope you are too. Alex G in NYC at gmail.com. Alex G in NYC at gmail.com. Thank you, God, every day for a chance to be at this microphone. Thank you, God, every day for a chance to show that you are bringing life to this world one way or another. And we do need you every day. Have a great, great rest of your Saturday and we'll talk to you soon.